Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host Justin Baker and I continue to just dive right into the goaltending free agent mess that is about to be upon us. The draft is just five days away, but leading up to this draft, there are so many aspects that need to be addressed, and uh, goaltending is certainly one of them. And we, we know that the draft has almost become the new trade deadline. Like, yeah, we see some good deals at the trade deadline here and there, but generally the draft is where some significant things happen because teams have so much more cap space to play with because they have that extra 10% bubble and they, you know, they're not, they're not worried about all the little extras that you're worried about during the regular season, uh, the things that you're going to run into. So right now, pretty much it's fair to say that like anything could happen at this draft. It's going to be a weirder draft because the salary cap's staying the same. We don't know when the regular season's going to start. We haven't seen any of these kids play in the playoffs, at least you know in their final year in in juniors before potentially coming to the NHL. Uh, some of these guys are back playing in their European leagues. Like the draft's going to be crazy, but uh, we need to finish out our final what ten teams. Uh, we've been going alphabetical order, so uh, in the last two episodes. You can go back and listen to those uh, for all the all the goalies through those teams and uh, what they're going to do. And then we're going to start on the Flyers and finish out today. And with that said, Justin, the Philadelphia Flyers and their goaltending situation leading up to this draft, what are they going to do about this backup position? That's pretty much the only question, right? Like Carter yeah. Hart's the man, and yeah, that's that's you're you're spot on. Um, obviously. You know their their mindset might be more on getting Carter Hart extended versus signing him a backup because let's face it, there's going to be a plethora of goaltenders and they don't have to rush into signing somebody because let's face it, I think at the end of the day, after the first couple days of free agency, there'll still be plenty of goaltenders left. So um, I'm sure right now their priority is maybe trying to get an extension done with Hart before any sort of free agency rolls around. However, when it comes to other goaltenders besides him, obviously there's Brian Elliott who is going to be UFA. I think personally, he's going to resign there. He seemed like a good fit. And yeah, I, he, had, he played well. Yeah. And I, I think too, I think, you know, Philly probably has sort of grown a relationship between him and Hart. And I think they'd probably like to continue that. And, you know, to be quite honest, Philly, they're limited on cap space. You know, there's been rumors of them trying to move somebody like, you know, Shane Gostasphere to free up some cap space. And, uh, you know, they got some other pieces they need to get re-signed. And so Elliot's a guy who they can bring in on the cheap as a backup. They can sure. sign him for 750000 bucks and say, here's another year, you know, let's see what you got again. Yeah, I think it's pretty simple. Flyers <laughs> are going to probably, come, I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And uh, that's, I think that they only are able to, for their sake, hopefully build upon what they were able to do this season where they, you know, unexpectedly towards the very top of that metropolitan division doing it well. And they have, we've talked about it all year long, such a good group of veterans and youngsters. And you don't have to look further than that goaltending position uh, with what they have. So uh, the Flyers are an easy one. The Penguins are one of the more complicated ones. They are uh, the next one on our list. The Pittsburgh Penguins, we know that one or both or who knows uh, somebody's somebody's leaving whether it be Matt Murray or Tristan Jari probably depending on who can garner a better return and at, at this point it seems like Matt Murray's probably the guy on the outs I don't know what you think he's worth uh, but I'm curious to find out 
Yeah, I think obviously you know they they're seeking a first round pick, but I ultimately think in the end they're probably not going to get it because again I think the market is dictating that there's so much yeah there's too much out yeah there. there's too many goaltenders out there where your demand just can't be that high at this point if you want to shred that that situation and you know start over and you know bring in obviously Jari make him the starter there and you know let's not forget they still have DeSmith signed for a couple more seasons sure. at 1.25 so and um, he's serviceable but I think yeah. you'd love to I mean maybe in an ideal world are you just hoping that you could bring back Matt Murray and Tristan Jari and just like do what so many good teams across the league have done and just split time between two goalies. Yeah. And I mean, that is an option for them, right? They can still, uh, you know, get an arbitrator in there. They can, you know, well, I mean, neither one of them has played a full season. No. So, I mean, Matt Murray more so he's definitely had more time in the net, more time to evaluate him. And, and he does have those two Stanley cups, but yeah, I mean, if uh, you qualify him, there's like a little bit of an asterisk on those, yeah, right? No, like, absolutely. And I think, <laughs> I think even if they do qualify him, that's still 4 million bucks that I'm sure they probably don't want to spend on a, on a one. Yeah. Guy. I mean, of course they're so. going to, they're going to qualify him if they haven't traded him by uh, whatever the date is. That right. They, <laughs> they have to do that by, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not going to lose him for nothing. But my my thought though is you know you're right I, why why would you give a first round pick for a guy who he's 26 years old he's an RFA he's got what one more year and then he's a UFA if he were to sign a one year deal he'd be a UFA so now you're you're digging into his UFA years so okay let's well I mean how many years do you want to give Matt Murray I mean he hasn't exactly proven that he is somebody that you want to give like six years to no i think if like for instance we we keep hearing edmonton uh you know is like had, a three-year deal or yeah something. i think three is probably the most i'm gonna give a guy like this because again you know if you go and sign him to long term he's probably gonna want more money because the idea is as a team when you bring in a guy like this that he's going to bounce back sure but as a team too and a you GM, want him to you prove have to be, it yeah you have to be cautious and say okay we'll give you a couple years we'll give you three years we're not going to give you a ton of money. Go out and prove it. And then guess what? You're still 29 years old. You're sure. still in the prime of your career. So we'll we'll give you the five or six years after that if you, you know. The the hard part is that there's no guarantee that he stays, especially in a place like Edmonton. Like I I feel like there's no other place in the league, maybe like a Winnipeg, where you, know, you can trade for a guy. You can hope he'll stick around and sign, but you just never know if somebody wants to stay there. Right. Like it it's just, hard to keep star players. Yeah. yeah. So then you're thinking, all right, do I want to trade a first round pick for, let's say two to three years for max for a goalie when there are so many other options available? Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I think teams are going to be hesitant for sure. And, and who knows if he's even like, is he going to come in and actually be an be good. actual starter? Right. Somebody who can pl- and play and stay healthy and play 50 games. I mean, or at least I think you're, if you're trading for him, you're hoping he plays at least 45 for you, right? Like, yeah, I think that's the idea. You want a 1A, 1B situation. You're not looking for this guy to play 60 games. No, you don't need sure. it. I mean, you, hardly anybody, right. almost nobody wants a goalie to play 60 games anymore. That's very true. So ultimately, I I think he gets, you know, me, I, I still think Chicago is the best fit for him. However, that's, that's again, I don't that's really think that's probably going to happen. You know, there's still some talks that they're going to bring back Crawford. Um you know, now you I keep hearing some other names thrown around too, but I don't even want to get into that at this point because I just think that would be the best fit for a team like that that's still trying because when I when we talk about those two, three years of 
you know, yeah. term that you're willing to give a guy like Matt Murray. I think that's really for Chicago, like their best opportunity because that's really where their window is now because Taves and Kane are free agents after sure. three years. And I think this team is probably going to disintegrate and who knows where they're going to be. Oh, at yeah. You're going to be so. rebuilding right. back. I mean, and it's not to say that Taves or Kane don't resign there, but they're definitely not, you know, they're going to be in their late thirties at that point. Like right. it's not, not going to be the same. Um, our next team, I actually want to kind of bleed in from the Penguins because we haven't talked a lot about the San Jose Sharks trading for a goaltender or acquiring a goalie, but Martin Jones, perhaps the worst starter in the NHL last year and maybe even the year before, uh, just he's just not a good starter and they're relying on him far too much. Aaron Dell showed him up. That's how poor he played. Uh, not, I mean, it's not to say that the... The team in front of him played really well, though. But I don't think that Martin Jones is worth that $5.75 million cap hit. Unfortunately, you're stuck with him for another four years. But does San Jose need to address this goaltending situation? Like, do they need to bring in someone like Matt Murray? Could they afford, obviously not a first-round pick, uh, but can they afford maybe to, like, or do they need to go out and spend to bring in someone like Matt Murray or, you know, Whatever, whatever free agent, so many free agent goaltenders out there, but Matt Murray could be a guy who could come into San Jose and and play well. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't mind Matt Murray going into San Jose because, again, I think I I, I still like San Jose as a team. I still think they're a bubble playoff team. But well, and they, think, yeah, they had a really weird year, right? And, and so and many injuries, think, and yeah, I do think they're going to bounce back and be a lot more competitive, and they won't be at the bottom of the league. But bring in Henrik Lundqvist. I mean, you could, but I no. I we'll get into him a little bit later, but because uh, I have a spot for him in mind. Um, oh, you said Colorado, didn't you? I said that was a possibility. Okay, yes, okay. but I, I also another one. Yeah, I, I got another one where I think I would love to see him, and it's it's more of my heart than my brain telling me that. But anyways, I ultimately think San Jose is going to be a team that yes, they want to bring in another guy, somebody else to push Martin Jones, because ultimately I don't think Aaron Dell is capable of playing more than 20 games and being competitive. He was okay last year, especially considering the team in front of him at a 907 save percentage through 33 games. That's great, but ultimately at 31 years old, you got a guy who is probably, you know, going to be like a number 3 goaltender ultimately in a system is where he best fits. And so I think maybe they re-sign him, but they get him on a on a you know, team-friendly deal where they can bury him in the minors if they want to. But I think San Jose is going to be patient. I think this team is going to wait out the goaltending market, you know, see where things go after a couple weeks. And ultimately, I think with the crop of veteran goaltenders like Jimmy Howard, Mike Smith, all these guys that are available that have been starters in the past, you could get them for dirt cheap, just wait out a little bit. It's an attractive place to go live. Yes. Albeit a very expensive place to live. So it's it's hard to say, hey, come play here for seven hundred thousand dollars or whatever. You know, yeah, the, but most, I mean, but again, when you talk about veteran guys, most of these guys have made their money, so they don't really, you know, they're not looking for big deals anyway. So they just want to play. Okay, uh, yeah, San Jose. I mean, I, San Jose is so such an odd. They were such an odd team this last year. Will Joe Thornton come back? I mean, that's a big question mark. Uh, they've, you know, Kevin LeBanc's probably the the biggest re-signing that they need to make happen. Who's an RFA? Yeah, and he's uh, the guy that they kind of doing a one year deal because they were like, yeah, we're we're gonna pay you out after you know you sign another one year deal because they didn't have the cap space to do it last year. And uh, well, I mean, there's no way. I mean, you're not paying him big money. <laughs> no, like, I don't think that was ever the 
the they kind of Daniel cleared him where they they promised him big money after he yeah <laughs> and unfortunately I mean he you know he's he went from a fifty one point season to a thirty one point season and that's just kind of is what it is sucks yeah <laughs> he scored his obligatory seven goals though his obligatory <laughs> he, he's had he's had seven goals three different seasons that's ridiculous there's a there's a fun fact about Joe Thornton okay uh, let's let's continue going St Louis Blues uh, Jake Allen is gone. Jordan Binnington is the guy. Uh, any any thoughts on who they may bring in to back him up? Because I think he is a, he is a number one goalie in the league. Yeah. Uh, they don't need to one a one b it, but nice to have somebody who can play thirty games. No, yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, obviously, Binnington's going to get an extension here at some point. They've got Huso in the minors. Uh, he's got two more years at seven fifty. I think they want to give him a few games, so they're going to. I don't want to say they're going to have like a three-headed monster, but they're going to probably find opportunities for this kid to come in and get some experience. So with that said, I think they're probably going to go, again, kind of go the veteran route, sign a guy. And to me, I actually like Jimmy Howard in this spot. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because it's it's cheap, it's easy. You've got a guy who... He can't, he can't be the wor- as bad as he was last year, right? Well, like, that's the thing. And he's not playing for the worst team ever. Yes. <laughs> and I, I do think, too, you know, and the other thing when you're looking at a guy like Jimmy Howard is you're expecting him to get injured at some point, right? Because that's True. been his yeah. MO lately. So if you're St. Louis, you're like, okay, well, if he gets injured, we get the opportunity to get this guy some experience, who so who we want to get some experience. Yeah. But then we still get a veteran guy backing up Bingington. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be so much more worried about Resigning Petrangelo, I know, like, it sounds like he's going to test the market. Who knows what's going to happen there ultimately? But I mean, if he leaves, I mean, you're left with Justin Falk, Colton Pareko. It's pretty good. Marco Scandella is all right, and then you know, you've got Gunnarsson, Bertuzzo, Vince Dunn. You're not in awful shape, but certainly losing Petrangelo—that's a huge hit. It, it sure. hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Now, for how long would it hurt? Like, do I do I, is Petrangelo going to be this good in three years? Probably not. Uh, he'll still be a, a top pairing defenseman but uh will he be a top 10 we'll, we'll see where so. how much he goes and signs for i know there's a lot of talk about toronto but i don't i don't know how was toronto going to sign somebody someone else to eight and a half million bucks nine million bucks if they want Pietrangelo in there you know nylander's gone and so that oh, would yeah. be interesting for yeah. sure or yeah yeah it's got to be or him. yeah it's got to be him uh or or you're getting rid of like morgan riley and just calling it good <laughs> Maybe. I mean, maybe you're talking about shaking things up. So yeah. there it is. No. Okay. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning just won the, the, Stanley, just won the Stanley Cup. Uh, so their goaltending situation, though, really is just Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky. There's, yeah, not a bad backup with McElhaney there, but no, he's no. he's old. He's got he's, one year he, left. Yeah, he's, he's certainly, certainly aging. I doubt they touch it, though. No, no, no. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to. They're going to stay put with what they've got. Like you said, it's it's all Vasilevsky. He's the guy who's going to play sixty games. He's one of the rare guys I think in this league that they expect to play sixty games with. Yeah, um, and and especially with like all this the weird breaks that we're getting here, it's not as maybe as yeah. important as it. And as who it knows even if we're going to play sixty games next season? Right, that's another question mark too. Right. So I know they want to play eighty two, but. It's, I don't think that's realistic. It's iffy, but. <laughs> but at the same time, I will say a lot of people said that these playoffs could not be pulled off and that like there's no way that this would finish. And it ended up being a pretty good playoff. Yeah, yeah. I'll tip my cap to the Dallas Stars for sure. Um, as far as Tampa's concerned, I think they're just going to go find themselves uh, you know, a third stringer. I think a guy who's been in this organization before who'd be a good th- fit at a number three spot would be Louis Domingue. Throw him back in there. And sure, 
There you go. Uh, I mean, Mike Conan's there too. You could always just re-sign him. He's the UFA. Uh, The Toronto Maple Leafs have made some noise about their goaltending position. Of course, they signed Jack Campbell and uh, Frederick Anderson's there for one more year. Frederick Anderson has never won a playoff series with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, is he zero and eight in games? I want to say he's like he's he hasn't been bad, but in the playoffs, he he's never it's he's never been the reason they lost. But obviously, he's never been the reason they won, and that's that's a problem when you've had so many opportunities. You know, it's a one off, whatever. You know, you you can look at each of these individually and go, well, it's just you know, it's a one off. But when you start to build it up and you go, well, this is, you know, four playoff runs and none of them have you looked like you're going to steal a series at all. And that had, I guess that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> that ultimately especially, is a especially the way the team is built mostly around the offense and, and needing that goaltending position to kind of be able to make up for some of the lack of experience on defense. Yeah. So let me ask you, being the Toronto Maple Leafs guy here, does Freddie Anderson stay with this team? You know, I, I think it'll it'll really depend on on how everything else kind of shakes out in terms of the goaltending position. I mean, what are you hoping to get for Frederick Anderson compared to like Matt Murray? And that to me, that's kind of the all right. You know, yes, one's a UFA, one's an RFA, uh, but Frederick Anderson is the one that's signed. However, Matt Murray is kind of he's on that he's on that fence of like all right is he really a full blown full blown starter or not whereas Frederick Anderson absolutely he's a top 15 starter in the league yeah no question a, like throughout a regular season he's been good this last year wasn't his best year but he is he's still a very good goaltender and somebody who any team you could put him in there and you're going to get average to above average goaltending which is about, about the top 15 yeah, in there. Like occasionally he's a he's a top ten, top eight goalie, and occasionally he might slip to that like top twenty. But he always is a starter. He's he always is going to to give you a good night, and it just kind of you know obviously depends on on what's in front of you. But when it comes to Matt Murray, Frederick Anderson, if you can't ask for a first round pick for Fred for Matt Murray, how can you ask for a first round pick for Frederick Anderson? Yeah, this will this will be like it's a it would be a pure one off, trading or I mean, a pure rental for that for that pick, especially if it's someone like Edmonton. You know, yeah, Anderson's interesting to me because he's a guy that over the years has consistently faced more shots than any other goaltender, and so I'd be interested to see him in a team where they have a solidified defensive system in front of him sure. and see how he plays. You some know? and some guys go go into a better defensive system and they don't play as well. Right. Some, some guys, guys like the shots. Li- yeah. yeah. Some guys just thrive on those shots, but yeah. So, um, and, and the other thing is too, is I think if you want to make a change at the goaltending position, you have to do it before free agency hits because I feel like all the big names that you're hoping to, if you're hoping to find somebody as good, if not maybe a little less of a quality goaltender than Freddie Anderson, you're going to have to do so early in free agency because they're going to get scooped sure. up quick. Uh, so I think ultimately, I think Toronto does trade him. I think he gets moved somewhere. I one team I mentioned in our last show was Minnesota. I think he he'd be a great fit in there. I'd love to see him with that team. He does. Um, he has a modified no trade. Ten teams he cannot be okay. traded to. Yeah. So I, I maybe I I doubt Minnesota would be in that list, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um. 
you know, maybe he's he's one of those people that kind of hears the rumbling, you know, the smoke before the fire to see where he might be moved to and then just puts them on their list and, you know, kind of a dick move, like, screw you guys. I'm not. <laughs> well, I think you usually they have to submit those at a particular time. like Whenever the GMS, By basically. this date. Yeah. Well, so, well, yeah, sometimes, though, it's like at the beginning of the regular season, they have to submit their list. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, that would be... To me, though, if I'm Toronto... I would love to see them because I think they could probably get six years at five mil a pop for Braden Holpe. You have a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But and if you want to shake things up, I think you're gonna. I think he's regular season wise. I don't think Holpe is as good as Freddie Anderson. But who knows? Maybe just going to a new place is gonna reignite that spark that you know he took that team Boy, to the Stanley Cup. That would be but, a very. It would be very interesting. Bringing in Braden Holby into Toronto—that—that's an interesting thought. That would be a very Toronto. It wouldn't be a very Dubis thing, but it'd be a very Toronto thing. <laughs> like go out and get a guy after he's been really good. Yeah, or like, maybe they just they go they go ham and they just trade for James Reimer, bring him back, and well, say go to town. Oh god. <laughs> well, remember, I mean, the Leafs went out. They signed Curtis Joseph in free agency when he was like turned thirty-one. Right. Right. And that was in nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, and then after Curtis Joseph, they went and signed Eddie Belfour when when he left. So I mean, they do have a history of bringing in some goalies with with some experience who come in and play really well. I mean, Curtis Joseph and Ed Belfour were two of some of the best goalies yeah. in that area. And so. I mean, if you're Braden Holpe too, right? There's there's only a handful of teams that I think are ready to compete that are looking for starters, uh, like bona fide number one starters, and where you know maybe he's. Maybe hope he doesn't want to go to a place where he's got to be like a 1A, 1B. Maybe he wants a place. And I think Jack Campbell is still very serviceable for 30 games. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, you know. I think yeah, I think that Jack Campbell could probably could play 35 to 40, yeah, too, if sure. he was asked. Uh, I think he's just starting to come into his own. Kind of reminds me. Late bloomer. Granted, he was like he was taken, what, 15th, 16th in the First draft. round by Dallas, yeah. yeah. Kind of reminds me of Craig Anderson, though. Like, just kind of stepped onto the scene at like a late age and into your like late twenties. Tim Thomas and yeah, <laughs> He's a late goaltender. And hey, sometimes it sometimes it works. You just need to develop a certain way, and and it works. And because you haven't had all that that uh, time spent in net in those grueling games, eh, you're able to play a little bit later into your career, like we saw with Tim Thomas, like we see with Craig yeah. Anderson. So and I like Jake Campbell, and he's not that old. He's only twenty eight. Right. Yeah, not that old either. So he's got. Jack Campbell still got a few good years left in him for sure. It um, would be odd if they come back with the same pairing. It would be absolutely it, like after everything that happened, losing to the Blue Jackets. You look at it and you go, "How can you not shake something up?" Yeah, I think the goaltending spot is the easiest to shake something up because we know yeah. finding top four D is going to be very very hard. And right now, it's easy to find another goaltender. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, well. Uh, Let's go Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they're they're an interesting one because who knows if Markstrom's going to resign with them. And uh, then they also, I mean, obviously we saw how uh, Thatcher Demko played in the playoffs. He looked great. And and then you've got below him Michael DiPietro playing in the minors. They've got young goalies. Somebody's got to come in and kind of stabilize that in my mind, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think. Ultimately, I think all this huge goalie carousel is going to deter- be determined by what Jacob Markstrom does first. I think he's going to set the bar 
And then yeah. everything else is kind of going to, all the other dominoes are going to fall after he signs wherever it is, right? We've heard rumors of Detroit that they're going to make a huge pitch for him. I don't really think Stevie's going to do that, but that's just my opinion. Interesting. Uh, I mean, they need a goalie. So. They do, absolutely. But they're going to spend on a goalie. Like one way or another, they're going to sure. spend on a goalie. Yeah. But whether or not they want to go and spend Man. on a. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess if you really want the money, right. you can chase them. I mean, what would you, what would you sign Jacob Markstrom for? General, like if I mean, just if any team out there, I'm I'm thinking somewhere between five and six million is probably what he can. Get. Yeah, I think if if Leonard's going to get five and five, you know, again, I think he's taking a little bit of a discount because one Vegas doesn't have any Vegas. state tax yeah. and he yeah. wants to stay there. So yeah, he's so going to let, take. Let's a little say bit. basically he went and but signed for like I think six, six mil is fair. Yeah, but ultimately, I you know what? Maybe Detroit's willing to give him more term than maybe any other team is because I don't think. You yeah, know, if you're Vancouver. willing to get seven years, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, think Vancouver's going to give him eight. But I don't think not being an idiot. He's, no, he he's hasn't, not. and I don't think he will. But I, I again, th- these are all rumors that we're hearing, and I don't sure. think Eisenman's going to sign Markstrom. I think he might go out and get, like I said, a guy like Talbot that he can put in there for maybe two, three years. You know, why you still the have still Jonathan developing. Bernier, who yeah, who's a, serviceable. Absolutely, you're not really trying to win. No, and he wants to collect assets, and yeah. why go spend money? On a goaltender, when you can use that cap space to collect assets, you know, um, like, unless oh, we'll you, take this cap, like right, Mark Stahl. Right. Go sign an older goalie who will sign for one year, maybe two. Yeah. Then you can give that older goalie five years. Yeah. But, or, sorry, f- five million. Five right, million. right. Not five years. No, no, I knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but to me, I, th- I think Markstrom, you know, I, I do think he re-signs with Vancouver. I think he's going to take a look and really, it's going to come, be, to me, it's Calgary or Vancouver for Markstrom and I think he's got a great thing there in Vancouver and I yeah. think they want him to stay and now I'm hearing rumors of you know OEL possibly hitting Vancouver oh. and that would be just see and when it comes to Markstrom it's one of those things where you're like do you, this doesn't need to end right don't don't leave they stuck with you I mean the the Canucks stuck with him even when he didn't it didn't look like he was going to develop into as good of a goalie as yeah he, he was mediocre been. coming out of Florida they kept they kept going to him and going to him and developing him and giving him opportunities. And now, I mean, he's in the position that he's in because this team believed in him. Uh, and not to mention, it's a great place to live. They're an up-and-coming team. It's obvious that they're going to be successful. Now it's just a matter of, like, do you want to play for a team with these two younger goalies coming up? And does Vancouver want to sign you for five years knowing who's behind you? Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Say but I'd say yes. I'd yeah. say you sign them to a reasonable deal, and you can always them trade them. Yeah. But I'm not giving him any kind of no trade cloth. Well, maybe a ten team or something like that. But um, ultimately, though, what's what'll be interesting for me is you know if they do give him say five or six years, what's going to happen with Demko? Is Demko going to want to resign? I know he's an RFA yeah, after this year, but you know maybe Vancouver explores the possibility of moving him. Maybe because they've got DiPietro too. So. I just think you're and DiPietro's no guarantee. He hasn't. No, he, he isn't, and neither is Demko. I know he had a, a great playoff, and he's had a pretty good regular season. But you Jim know, Carey he had a really good regular right. season. <laughs> so you never know. But If you don't know who I'm talking about, go up to the 1995 Vesna Trophy winner, Jim Carey. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, we talked a little bit about Robin Leonard re-signing there. We know that it's unlikely that Marc-Andre Fleury remains with the team. I think after after kind of what happened, there was a little little bit of a little bit of drama. <laughs> a little, <laughs> um, and I don't think that they're going to be willing to commit twelve, thirteen million dollars to that goaltending position. They're not. They're they not don't have the cap space pulling to do it. to Montreal. Yeah. Uh, so Mark Andre Fleury's got to go now. There also is the other flip side of the coin. 
what if they can't move Marc-Andre Fleury and they can't re-sign Robin Leonard because of it? Yeah, I well, think... They could, they could certainly trade someone else. Right, you could explore the possibility of moving a guy like... Oh gosh, I don't know, like uh, you know, Riley Smith or Marsha Show. You do uh, not want to trade those guys. Though. I know you don't want to, but I'm just saying, like, just to just to bring in another a second goaltender. I know, but you know, maybe you know, maybe you're like, hey, Alex Tuck has been looking pretty good. Let's give him a little bit more Paul of a shine. Stassi, but, that's who you're. Well, yeah, he's you a UFA, and so he'd be the easy sure. one to move. Yeah, the, I mean, again, there's pieces, but you know, again, Vegas has been hard pressed to find themselves a the number two center, so maybe they're a little bit more hesitant yeah, with Stasny. Sure, but, sure. Um, ultimately, I think Vegas is probably going to be willing to eat up to half this contract just to get him moved um, to a team, you know. And I, I mean, honestly, I don't really know where he goes. He could. I've heard you know rumors of Chicago. He would be a good fit there with you know Corey Crawford if he can Straight resign him to and, Seattle. <laughs> give him Seattle, yeah. Um, you know, maybe he ends up going back home to Pittsburgh. You know, this who poor knows? guy. Yeah, I feel bad for him for sure Man. because he was a soldier. He came in. He was like, "Okay, Pittsburgh, yeah, cool. I'm good with going here because yeah, I had Pittsburgh my Pittsburgh kind of screwed him a little, right. like a little bit. I mean, it's business. They backed him it. in the corner. Was like, "Hey, you're yeah. going to take a hit for the team." Yeah, like as a as a guy, thanks I'm sure. for helping us get to the conference finals and doing so well. Right. And then you start your rookie guy over you, and then we're going to let you go to what they're thinking all right this team is going to be really bad and then oh what do you know he's the freaking savior he's he crushes it for a few years and then uh you know what nah now nah, we're we're going somewhere else yeah, we're not going to give you like, any time yeah, like it yeah just he's he's kind of gotten screwed a couple times granted um i would i would take 7 million dollars a year and you can screw me as many times as you want there you go uh, yeah not uh, in a prostitute <laughs> kind of way though but yeah uh you know what i think I think he gets traded at some point. I think they do find a way to get him out of there. Now, I will say, now as far as a backup situation, then you have to go find somebody to play backup. And one name that my heart would love to see in with this team playing backup, and you could sign up for a one-in-one-year deal, would be Henrik Lundqvist. Mm. Because mm. I just think, okay. when I think of Lundqvist and the King, I think of you know big city, flashy, yeah, yeah. you know, just that style that he has. And I think Vegas is kind of like that. I mean, and he took that buyout, so he got the, he got his money. It's yeah, not he's like getting he, paid five and a half next season to go away, and so he'll take a. I mean, he's made a hundred million dollars in his career anyway. Had, so again, he's he not, hasn't said anything about like, all right, I'm going to retire. Or I'm no, play and or, I do think there's there's probably a fifty fifty chance that he's going to. I don't want to say retire from the NHL, but he'll call it quits, go back to Sweden. Maybe I yeah, think that's still on go, the line to go, go play, play with his in brother. League or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, ultimately, I think it's going to come down to what he wants to do if he feels that need to really still, you know, pursue the cup. Because I think, you know, a team like Colorado, Vegas, you know, there's going to be a few teams that are going to be on a short list of teams he's willing to sign for if he does decide to stay. Yeah, and he's I think, one of those Dan Marinos. Yeah, like, <laughs> Dan Marinos. One of the like yeah. maybe one of he might be. I mean, the best goaltender to not win a cup. That's I, yeah. There's probably very few that would be. Ahead of him on a list like that, I get, you could point to maybe like a Curtis Joseph who has a ton of wins and happened to be on a lot of bad defensive teams, but was basically the guy. He was the defense and the goaltending in, in a lot of those teams. Uh, you know, you, who, I mean, what goalies can you think of that are that have been as good as Lundqvist has and haven't won a cup? I mean, guys who have won Vesnas and 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 not just. You're not talking. He, he, how many Vesnas does he have? Three? No, he's only got one. Does he only have the one? Well, yeah, he probably should have won more. He's I just, mean, 
his yeah. team sometimes wasn't wasn't as good. But okay, so Henry, or Kevin Weeks put a little list up here in 2015: the best goalies to never win a cup. Okay, right? Okay. He's got Cujo up there. Uh, he's got probably my favorite goalie to never win a cup, and that's Roberto Luongo. That's that's a fair that's a fair goaltender, but Roberto Luongo, I don't I don't think that he. Granted, he had seasons where he was better than Lundqvist, but I don't know if over the course of his career you'd say Luongo was better than Lundqvist. I don't know. Luongo I, played for some dirty Canucks teams and couldn't win the cup. Yeah, but Lundqvist he also played, played with some really bad Florida he did, he did teams play for and some, was yes. fantastic. So. Lundqvist played for... He, he never really was on a Rangers team where you were like, this team is going to win a cup. No, I will say when they went to the cup. When they went finals, to the cup, it was because of him. In the cup, yeah. It was all him. Absolutely. Um, other guys on this list, right? Ryan Miller. There's a guy. Uh, Which again, Ryan Miller. He was he was very good. There was, but I I just don't think that he was on the same no. level as Lungfuss. No, not at all. John Van Breedbrook, Colzig. Again, not not as good. Ron Hextall. Yeah, yeah. like he could be up there. Yeah. Um, Kippersoff. There's another guy. And then of course, uh, you know that's and when much it, the and when it comes to someone like Kippersoff, really really good for four four or five years. Right. And that was like that was it. I just I think Lundqvist for my money. You can hit us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. Is there a better goaltender than Henrik Lundqvist who hasn't won the cup? Let us know uh, what you think. Let's let's move on to the Washington Capitals. We've got two teams left. The Washington Capitals are moving on from Braden Holtby, and uh, it will be Phoenix Copley and Ilya Samsonov uh, taking that net together. Most most likely, Ilya Samsonov will uh, will be that. I guess the the premier starter there. Maybe it, maybe they share the net. Maybe they bring somebody else in. What are the Washington Capitals going to do here? Yeah, Sam Sonoff's the guy. He's getting an extension, right? He's going to be their number one. I hate games. that he says his name different. Sam Sonoff. I yeah. can't look at that. I can't look at that name and th- not think Samsonov. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, understand. Like Sergey Samsonov was a. He was he played for the Bruins in the in the Hurricanes. A little like five foot six guy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Copley. He's got two years at 1.1. I think he, they would like him to be the backup, but I don't think they want him ultimately to be the backup. They would like their backup to only make 1.1 million. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, he was. I mean, in 27 games, a 905 save percentage. You know, he wasn't awful. Uh, I think they need somebody else in there. They need okay. a guy who can be a 1B because Samsonov. He's he was streaky to me. It's only he, 23. Right. Yeah. So I, I want a veteran guy. You can help develop this young kid. Uh, and when I think about that, I think of like, right, Russians. I think a lot of teams, you notice that Russians, they they always like to go on teams and groups. Uh, I think Anton Kudobin would be the guy here for me. Wow. If Anton Kudobin goes to the Washington Capitals, I mean, he's going there as the starter. I God, mean, he's, I mean, maybe. after what he did in the playoffs... Well, he is going. I don't to, know if you want him to be this. I don't think he'll sign anywhere and be a starter. You don't because think there's a team out there who's going to go? You know what? We're willing. We'll go three years on you, or or two years on you, and give you starter money. But at 34 years old, that's you, two years. I, yeah, maybe, two years, but, six, two years, five million bucks for Kid Elman. Maybe, but again, I think he would be a great fit because again, there's that rush connection with the rush connection. I like. OV, I like yeah. You know, Sam Sonoff. That would be just that would be a great mentoring spot for a guy like that. Um, but again, yeah, I, I do agree. I think you know when he goes in there, he's going to expect to at least play forty games half the season. Yeah. So yeah, he's know. not going to go backwards from what it, the situation that he's in right now. No, um, no. But I mean, he was he was a thirty you know forty game guy anyway. I could see him being so. there. I could I could see him resigning in Dallas too. But yeah, absolutely could. Uh, especially after going to the Stanley Cup Finals and and 
you know, two games from winning the cup. They also got a lot of problems though signing some younger guys, but you know, yes. we'll see how that They've got they've got a little bit more on their plate and that's where a guy like Kudoman will probably get snatched up too quickly to where the Stars won't be able to right to do anything. But also you look at the Stars system and you go Yes, Kudoman had a pretty good last year in Boston when he was backing up Tukarask and Tukarask got hurt and he, he played pretty well and that's why Dallas was willing to bring him in. Uh but ultimately Dallas kind of created Kudobin, <laughs> at least the Kudobin at the high level that we saw. Like their their defensive system, I mean, as far as these playoffs went, they were probably the best defensive team out there. Uh, and the way that they played top to bottom throughout their lineup, they they play such a good team defense uh, that that's that is going to pad your goaltender goaltender stats immensely. Now, does he go to somewhere like Washington, where they play a much looser system? And yeah. be able to succeed the same way. That that would be my my question now. And with Peter Laviolette coming in, Peter Laviolette has relied upon good goaltenders. So I don't think you're wrong that they're going to want to bring somebody in. That's that's not a bad not a bad choice. Uh, last but certainly not least, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they're one of the easier ones because we we know that Vesna Trophy winner Connor Hellebuck is is hanging out back there and. Uh, he'll be there for another four years minimum. What do they do with their backup, though? I don't think they do much. I think they, well, they don't be, have one right now. N- well, they got Brissois, but well, he's uh, a UFA. Yeah, he's a UFA. Maybe they re-sign him. Um, he's I, been in there his whole career. So yeah, they do have some money to play with, which is nice. Uh, you know, for Vancouver. Oh no, but, he, was, oh, he was with Edmonton. That's right. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, they've got 15 million bucks in cap space, but I think their concern is going to be on two things: finding, you know, a top four D man and finding a number two center. That's sure. where their biggest concern is going to be. And so, you know, this could be a situation where you could get, you know, a Mike Smith, a Jimmy Howard, come in for very minimal seven fifty, eight hundred thousand bucks, play one year, and and see what happens. You know, you don't have to really bet the just farm bring them all in, <laughs> sign them all the one sure. million dollar deals, and you can bury them. Uh, I mean, really, this. Nothing's going to happen with Winnipeg till they figure out what to do with Patrick Line. That's like, very will Line be dealt? You know, I know they're asking for like two first round picks, a prospect, and a roster player, or something like that for Line, which I'm not giving them. But uh, for a 40, 50 goal scorer, you're not. No thanks. Okay. Two first round picks, a roster player, like that. That means a top six forward and Maybe. a prospect. No, no thanks. Okay. Uh, good player, but no thanks. That's fair. Uh, I, I'm not completely sold on, on Patrick Line in terms of being somebody who can be that guy. No, I don't think so either. But. And so I'm not trading my my whole farm for a guy who is a very good player. He is a point-per-game player, but, uh, I mean, he just hasn't... He hasn't gone to the level that I would hope that he would go. I mean, yeah, he had 44 goals. It was two years ago. Yeah, but I mean, he would too, have had thirty goals again this you have to last think about year. It. The year he had forty some goals, he had nobody playing center for him. This year, he was bouncing between the first and second line. Ultimately, I think most of the season he played on the second line with no centerman. And he's so. better defensively now, so I think he's a better hockey player now. Uh, yeah, I you just put him, and I'm not. This isn't discounting that line A is good. Now, of course, you're always going to say you want a a ton for a player, expecting that you'll probably get a little less than sure. your top top value nobody's going to come out and say yeah we're hoping for a second rounder 
a decent prospect and you're you're not going to do that. You're going to say, Hey, this is everything that we want. Of course, a first rounder to me. Okay. A first rounder, a B level prospect and, uh, and a, a top nine forward. Like uh, I'll just like a, like a a guy who was traded recently, like a Kapanen, Kasperi Kapanen is the type of guy that like I could see being involved in that trade where it's, he's still somebody that can slot into your top nine, maybe your top six, He's not as good. You get your first round pick, you, you know, you do that, but, and maybe a second round pick in there too. I just, two first round picks is a lot to give up for somebody. Yeah. I think ultimately they would probably and a prospect. For, <laughs> yeah. I think ultimately they'd settle for, you know, a decent draft pick, you know, second rounder and a, like a top sentiment. Right. I mean, you could think of a team like Nashville. Maybe they're like, okay, well let's, let's deal Johansson now. Wow. And you know, yeah. line A for Johansson, you could maybe do a one and one or maybe throw in like a third rounder with Johansson and I think call you it need a... to do Johansson in a first. Okay. That's yeah. Probably, yeah I mean, maybe, but yeah. That's probably what you'd have to do. But to the goaltending situation, they're just they're gonna hang tight and just see where the market goes and deal with, you know, their yeah, no up front. There. Yeah, no panic. They've got the Vesna winner. So All right. That is the goaltending position. Uh Every single team across the NHL. If you missed the other shows, subscribe to the show. Go back and listen to those. They're just a hoot. Uh, we'll uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you guys soon as the draft is coming up. We'll uh, we'll let you guys know a little bit more about what we're gonna do for the draft. Talk to you soon.